the the whole point of the 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 thing is and what we're doing here is we are going to be introducing a lot of um local business people uh actually it's going to be all local business people um in el dorado placer sacramento yolo um, we're going to be talking to fire, everything from firefighters to, um, to people like yourself, to real estate agents, to, you know, just the whole gamut of everybody. Um, we've already done a couple and we're just kind of getting our feet wet. So, um, and then, so we're just kind of finding out everything about you, uh, what you do, what you have to offer and, and all that type of stuff. And then also I do have to say, you are truly one of my very favorite vendors, um, I love sending stuff your direction because I know it's going to get handled. Uh, I have, uh, I've been hit up by, I don't know how many credit cleaners that mm -hmm. have, um, that you send stuff to and it, it just flounders. It, it's just, and so I, I just always just, I'm just like, Hey, just, just call these guys. This is the way to go no matter how much they charge, I don't care because it's going to get, it's going to happen. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, that means a lot. And, and you have a reputation similar. It's like um, you do what you say you're going to do. You're um, you're taking care of people. You use the golden rule, treat people how you want to be treated. And yeah, you're yeah. basically setting clear expectations and killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we just got one over to you yesterday. Yeah. So oh, awesome. Yeah. And then like you, it seems like you have a full uh, blown team of women. There's, you're the only guy on the whole team, right? Um, we actually have four guys now. I just don't have any oh. updated photos. All our pictures <laughs> are pre-COVID, pre right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm the same way. So uh, yeah, that's how it is around here too. So awesome, yeah. Good. Now, yeah. are you, you're in your physical office? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, are you having everybody work from home right now? Uh, nope. I'm in my office. Um, I'd say 40% are in the office and the rest are from home. Okay. So yeah. we are, uh, hundred percent here in the office. We come in, um, we shut down for a period. Of, I mean, we didn't shut down, shut down. Everybody just worked from home for about two months. Mm -hmm. Then we came back and then, uh, we took a break and then we came back. Yeah, <laughs> you but uh, we all worked really good from home together. We use Teams. Do you guys use Teams? Um, no, it's no, we don't. Um, ours is Google platform, but we don't use the Microsoft Teams. But I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool because you can text, you can call, you can FaceTime, you can have a meeting. You can, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, cool. You can share your screen and go over different things with with the team and stuff like that. So it. Give it a shot. I think it's free. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I know. As long as you're at Microsoft, it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So are yeah. you from Sacramento? I, um, where did I grow up? Uh, born in Carson City. And okay. And uh, lived there for a couple of years. Uh, my dad's, uh, I, he's kind of like the wind. You never know what direction he's going. So then we went to Indiana, Georgia, and then we landed in Stockton when I was like five. And then moved to Lodi, and I grew up uh, pretty much kindergarten through sixth grade in Lodi. Okay. And then we moved up to the Jackson area um, by uh, Jackson Rancheria Casino, lived up there, graduated high school. Um, and then I went to USC, that's University of Sierra College in Rockland. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, 
that's pretty much when I dropped out of college to start a small business and uh, didn't go well, end up ruining my own credit. And then I was our first client, you know, I was at, I borrowed money from friends and family to start this business. And then, you know, next thing you know, six, eight months into this business and I had almost no income and the, the creditors still wanted their money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was at a fork, fork in the road. I either need to file for bankruptcy or try to dig myself out of the mess. And so, uh, because I borrowed money from friends and family, for me, bankruptcy wasn't an option. So yeah. um, I went to work in the fitness industry. I was passionate about exercise. So I worked like 60 hours a week selling gym memberships, <laughs> couch surfing. So I lived at my buddy's couch, my brother's couch. And literally for about a year, I was couch surfing. But I got out of debt. And then um, I thought it was a good time to go and open a bank account. So I went into a local credit union. And I remember applying for a bank account. And uh, they pulled my credit and they walked back and they looked at it and they said, oh, Mr. Sipes, your credit's so bad that we can't even give you a debit card on your bank account. And I was like, <laughs> no way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, my credit, this is a joke, is my credit was so bad, Chris, that I couldn't even get my own money. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of messed up. What was the, yeah, uh, what so was the first business that you started? Um, it was through a multi-level marketing uh, company called Equinox. Um, so it was water filters. Vitamins. I remember that. Yeah, 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 big yeah. In Sacramento, they had a we had a location near Sac State, and then we opened the Davis office. And so their whole thing was fake it till you make it. And it's like, man, I yeah. So it was it was one of those le lessons. It was an opportunity to learn and grow. And yeah. so taught yeah. me about you know um, being resilient. You know, when you get knocked down, you get back up. You know, um, there's always going to be better days ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and did you just end up here and did you end up in, 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 uh, cause you're in Roseville, right? Yeah. Roseville. Yep. So did you end up in Roseville just because of going to USC or did you, <laughs> uh, or was there something else that brought you here? Uh, no, I mean, uh, so yeah, it was cut. Well, how do I, where do I start? So I actually met my wife, um, in 2000 one on a cruise ship so that's a whole nother story but, um, she was living <laughs> <There you> in... <laughs> so, uh, gosh i'm jumping around like crazy uh brian uh, i'll start with the brian tracy you know brian tracy right i do i do I, I very yeah. very so he myself. yeah so i was i've always big 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 uh i've been into motivational stuff and self-help and so went to a brian tracy seminar um like 2000 and He's like, make 10 goals you want to achieve in the next year. And I was like, let's do it. So I made 10 goals. And one of those goals was to take my mom and my brother on a cruise ship. And so um, uh, Carnival at the time has like 300 bucks for a three-day cruise. So I ended up paying for um, my brother and my mom. And it's funny how things happen. Um, my mom uh, works in the legal field. And so her attorney at the time, had a DeLorean. You remember like Michael yeah. J. Fox? Back in yeah, yeah. So literally had a silver DeLorean and he's like, I need, I need somebody to drive my DeLorean to LA to get it fixed because there's no DeLorean shops up here. And so he's like, I'll pay you 500 bucks if you drive the DeLorean <laughs> to LA and then end up covering like the cruise tickets I bought for my brother yeah. and my yeah, mom. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I ended up, it was a three-day cruise from Long Beach down to um, uh, Mexico and back. And then yeah. I ended up meeting my wife the first night, not, you know, at there and uh, didn't even get exchanged numbers or anything. And then the next day we we're getting off the cruise ship and uh, 
end up running into her and I was like, Hey, and she's like, Hey, and she's like, Oh, you know how didn't do my hair or anything, <laughs> but I want to hang out. And so, um, we ended up getting along great and then dating long distance for nine months. So we were flying. That was back when Southwest tickets were like $99 each way. And then the fourth ticket, the fourth, uh, trip was free. <laughs> yeah. So I would fly to, I would fly to Scottsdale. <laughs> yep. They were stamping cards. <laughs> And uh, I would fly to Scottsdale every other week. And then she was flying up to Sacramento every other week. So um, then we got married in 2004 and we were looking at either Folsom or Rose Roseville to try to settle. And so actually bought a house in Folsom and then bought a house in Rockland at the same time. And then we ended up selling the house in Folsom and then just kind of sticking our roots in Rockland, Roseville area. So yeah, nice. I've been, uh, been here since then. Yeah. So thanks for asking. <laughs> Question. How does the DeLorean drive for long distances? Oh man, it was a train wreck. I'll tell you <laughs> the visibility, the visibility is horrible. Yeah. The steering wheel was loose. I was like, Oh, <laughs> and yeah. then, um, it was kind of stressful because it, I mean, um, it wasn't my car and <laughs> I didn't want to crash it, right? Because yeah, exactly, yeah, it was, a, it was a long drive. I had a couple of Red Bulls on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you became so you were your first customer, uh, digging out of all the the issues with the the credit and all that kind of stuff. And then, yep. did you did you launch out of that? Is that how you kind of got? Did you just do so much research on credit cleaning and fixing things up? Mm-hmm. I did. So I did a lot of research on my own. A friend of mine hired an attorney to fix his credit. And so that's how I found out you could actually repair credit because I'm like, gosh, I don't know what to do. Right. So when I found out you could repair credit, I was doing research and then I ended up stumbling around and I ended up repairing my credit. You know, uh, I would say like, you know, 30 to 40 percent of what the potential could be. I ended up screwing up, though, because I ended up getting accounts off my credit that were actually good accounts. And so. I did almost the equal damage. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that was 21 when that happened. Then when I, uh, when I was 25, I actually bought my first property. Um, so I'm 40, I'll be 47. So that was 21 years ago. Um, yeah. Bought my first property. And this was uh, on in um, Citrus Heights on uh, Fair Oaks and Greenback. There's um, gotcha. Ventana townhomes kind of behind yeah, us. On I know Mall. where they are. Yeah. So I bought a place there um, with a buddy of mine. We we're both single at the time. And six months later, I got a solicitation from a real estate agent from someone that, from San Jose that wanted to move up and buy. And so I'm like, I'll just call the real estate agent and find out, you know, how much they're willing to give me for the place. So uh, ended up selling to, to the, them and uh, putting about 10 grand in our pocket. And I was like, this is crazy. I, you know, I'm, I was used to working hard in the gym, selling gym memberships, but yeah. to, to make a, a check outside of that in real estate. So I started buying and selling homes on the side. Um, this was back, you know, 2001, two, three, four, and five. And so we were buying and selling homes. I think I, we picked up um, maybe 12, 14 houses. And then that's when the market was like going crazy. Yeah. Um, and I was telling people at the gym, cause I was living in there pretty much, uh, you guys got to buy a house, right? Cause this is awesome time. And yeah. a few of them came back and they're like, we tried to buy a house, but we have bad credit. So we were turned down. And I was like, oh, I know what that feels like, man. Let me just kind of work with you on the side and I'll tell you what I did. And so we started, I started working with people kind of on the side. And then, you know, after, you know, six or eight or 12 months, they're like, dude, I got approved. You're so awesome. And I was like, man, that's great. Now, part of uh, what kind of, you know, what fuels me 
is helping people kind of be the best version of themselves. And so, you know, I'm passionate about helping people, you know, on their financial path, on their health path, right? I love yeah. help. I'm, I'm yeah. all about like uh, relationships and, you know, marriage conferences and parenting classes. And so really want to try to help foster, you know, we all have a potential, right? You yeah, know, we yeah. all have gifts and talents, but it's like helping us be the best version of ourselves is kind of what fuels me. So it's yeah. Been, uh, yeah. Um, and then, so I, I refer a ton of stuff over to you guys. And um, I remember back in the day, back in the day, a long time, <laughs> long time ago, like, uh, God, this was probably like 98. You know that there used to be a credit cleaning MLM out there? Oh, uh, I, yeah, I've heard about it. And yeah. it was the, uh, it was the biggest scam. Like, I think they uh, just took the 400 bucks and they ran. Like, yeah. it was like you signed up and then you got other people to sign up. And then those people were supposed to get other people to get their credit cleaned and nobody ever got their credit cleaned or anything like that. And yep. right about that time, Lexington Law kind of came around. Yep. And they were charging people like 75 bucks a month, but uh, like nothing ever really happened. You know, it, it just seemed very, and then uh, there was a couple of people out of the Bay Area that hit me up in the early 2000s. Um, and then it wasn't until you guys came along that that it actually made sense and started working. So what kind of differenti differentiates you like yeah. from, I mean, obviously you're not a scam MLMer, but uh, sure. <laughs> at least I hope. Uh, and then... Uh, but what is the difference between like you and some of those other companies out there? Really? So I drew an image for you, Chris, in my, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, so multi-level marketing is, you know, it's its own, uh, there, there's good and bad in every industry, right? So um, some multi-level marketing, it is, up, up, uh, and that's kind of what I shared earlier, my story, the MLM group that I was part of, they got everyone to front load product. Um, the product wasn't good. And so you know, all these reps were, we were, we were kind of brainwashed that we were going to get rich quick. And yeah. so we bought $20,000 worth of vitamins and water filters and they were <laughs> not good. Like, yeah. and it was like all bad. And so then it would, we were just out recruiting people to, to try to <clears throat> get rich quick too. Right. Yeah. And then they had to buy $20,000 in product. But the challenge with that is no one liked the product, right? So if no one likes the product and w at some point, someone's going to get burned right on the pyramid thing. So same thing with, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how that other credit card company works, but in our industry, you can't charge fees in advance, right? So if a credit card company is saying, hey, give me 400 bucks or a thousand or whatever to fix your credit, we actually have to do work and then build the client, do work and build the client. So that's a red flag there. Yeah. Um, the second part is, uh, most online credit card companies, they do have like a, it's a call center, right? Um, and so they're, they're, so we do credit repair, but we also do a lot of education. And so everyone in our team either um, has an underwriting or a credit, some sort of credit background so that they can really dive deep and we really teach people about credit. It's not just like, hey, um, it, well, going back to the gym, it's like hiring a personal trainer, right? We yeah. want to teach you, we're with you for, for an hour a day, but you have to, we have to teach them to make good choices outside of that time too, right? So yeah. minimizing credit card debt, only opening accounts when they absolutely need to, don't close accounts. Um, so a lot of what we do is, is training. So 
And then when the credit repair piece comes, you know, kind of our business model is the golden rule, right? Treat people how we want to be treated. And so um, most of the online credit card companies, let's say somebody has 10 accounts that have late payments or collections. Yeah. And there's three credit bureaus. So really there's 30 negative accounts if you look at the entire credit report. Most online credit card companies are only going to work on three to six accounts total per month. And so we work on every account every month. So we really doing much more work um, for the clients. So you're not dragging it out. We are not dragging out. We had, um, we had a client call in about a week ago and she was with a credit card company for four years. And we're like, oh, she's been paying this company for four years to work on her credit. I mean, it just makes me kind of sick that um, you want to do what's right for the client, even if that tells them not to hire you, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's ultimately, you know, our approach is like, it's always do what's best for the client. And then it's business comes from that. We don't try to force business out of everything. It's like, do what's right. And then business comes down the road later. So, um, you know, we're not perfect by any means, but, you know, we, we do have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So for whatever reason, if a client's not satisfied with our work, we'll give them a refund. So no questions asked. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I, I've, it's kind of funny. I've noticed this trend lately on people's credit reports um, that they're doing this self-reported garbage. Uh, it's, oh, it just kills me seeing that because we have to have to do a loan. We have to have it removed. So it doesn't really help them at all anyway. And where is this trend coming from? Like, what, what is this? It's um, mainly Experian Boost. And so Experian came out with this about two years ago and they're advertising like crazy. I mean, I've seen them. I was, you know, I was actually surprised, Chris. I was expecting an Experian boost um, during the Super Bowl, but I didn't see one, but uh, <laughs> they are they're advertising everywhere. So um, basically the premise is it's, it's to boost your credit score. Um, they, basically you sign up with Experian. You give Experian access to your bank account information. So they're going to go inside your checking account. And they're looking for utility, um, phone, um, accounts that you pay on a monthly basis. And then they report those onto um, the Experian credit report only. So not to go too in the weeds with about credit because I could geek out, but um, yeah. the credit scores used in the mortgage industry um, are about 17 years old. So they don't recognize um, self-reported accounts. Yeah. yeah. So, so in your case, if someone... I mean, 99% of people we work with are trying to buy a house. And so part of our advice is never is never, never opening or uh, using Experian Boost because it's not going to help their mortgage credit score. It's going to, it potentially might help their newer scoring models. So like for a credit card or a car or something, yeah. but in the mortgage industry, it's, it, it's not going to benefit them. The second part is identity theft is increasing exponentially. Um, Equifax was just um, hacked like three years ago. So if Experian gets hacked, Experian now has your banking information, which would be leaked as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know. Uh, it's, it's wild. And then, you know, I also get this a ton and I've, oh, and I, I actually get this an question from clients and I would love to be able to answer it properly. And that is, why is it that when they run a credit karma, 
they're like, yeah, I'm an 820 credit score. And then you pull it and they're a 650. Like, what is the, what is the, what is that? Yeah, totally. So um, there, you have to draw a line in the sand um, for credit scores. So um, if it's a lending decision, whether it's mortgage or auto, credit card, student loan, they're using a specific brand of credit score. It's called a FICO score, F-I-C-O. Um, and then online, Credit Karma and all these other sites, are, are there, those are educational credit scores. And uh, about 12 years ago, um, the credit bureaus, all three of them, Equifax, TransUnion, and uh, Experian, they got together and they said, this FICO company is really taking advantage of, they, they monopolized the market. So let's come up with our own credit score to basically put FICO out of business. Well, FICO is so integrated into all the lending institutions. Uh, the example would be like a gasket inside your engine, right? Yeah. The gasket itself doesn't cost very much money, but to remove the gasket out of an engine is super labor intensive. And yeah, so yeah. FICO is integrated in everyone's lending, in lending decisions, right? And yeah. so there's been no adoption of this new credit score that the credit bureaus came up with. It's called the Vantage credit score. And so because they couldn't get any banking institutions to take it over, then they started going consumer direct, which is like Credit Karma, um, identity IQ, um, uh, credit wise. So all these, all these sites that are selling this online credit monitoring, or even if it's free, like with credit karma, they're giving you the Vantage credit score. It's a different recipe than you, than, than the FICO score. So we, we see scores be high, low, it could be close. It could be over hundred points off like what you mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, I use this analogy, uh, credit karma is the Zillow Z estimate of credit scores it's a zestimate yeah that's perfect man that's perfect uh so when um you know i do you have like a do you charge like per trade line like how how does all that i get that question too like how much is it gonna cost me and i usually say you know what call them i know it's per trade line I have no idea. It comes down to, you know, what you need. So do you, how do you, how do you charge? Yeah. So we offer two, well, the initial call is always free. Um, so the initial consultation is always free. And that's what I tell people is, you know, it, our fees are based on how much work we do, like what you said. Um, and we have two services. So we do credit repair and we also have a debt negotiator on staff. And so our debt negotiator you know, uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we've been settling more accounts, but we can settle collections, repos, second mortgages, liens. So we can settle any of that. Okay. Credit repair is working on removing the negative accounts from the report. So late payments, collections, identity theft. So that's a credit repair. And then if somebody has a bunch of debt that they've let go, they stop paying their credit cards or they stop paying uh, hospital bills or whatever, we can negotiate those accounts too. So um, so our debt negotiator is an hourly rate. It's $99 an hour. And okay. usually it's an hour or two uh, for us to negotiate account. And then for credit repair, initial consultation is always free. And then it's usually around $150 to $200 a month based on how many accounts. So okay. you know, if somebody just has a couple accounts, that's, you know, probably be closer to $150. If somebody's got, you know, we literally um, have a record Someone had 300 negative accounts. What? <laughs> and we charged them $200 uh, a month, and we're working on all 300 accounts. <laughs> oh, how do you even get yeah. that? 
that is wild. <laughs> Super wild. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, yeah, I was like, I was, he, that, that person is a record by far. Yeah. <laughs> anything we've ever seen. So, yeah. But, um, I think you, but, you get cut off. I, wouldn't you just get cut off at a certain point? You know, who, who'd let them get to that? No, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. But yeah, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then uh, now you do work with a ton of loan officers as referral partners. Um, who else are some of your referral partners that are like good connections for you? Absolutely. So um, probably about fifty percent of our business comes from lenders. Um, so we work with quite a few lenders. Um, and then uh, our next uh, best referral partner are real estate agents. So about. 15% of our business comes from Realtors Direct. So, okay. Which is interesting, Chris, because you think if they were working with a good lender, that they would be referring to a credit repair company, but uh, maybe they're too busy. I don't know. Maybe it's outside their wheelhouse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes real estate agents. And then um, a lot of professional, um, refresh, so financial planner, bankruptcy attorneys, um, uh, debt settlement companies refer us to, uh, debt settlement companies. I think I need to give some context there. We have a debt negotiator on staff and that's if you have money to settle a collection or stuff. A debt settlement company is typically, their target is somebody that has, you know, more than $10,000 in credit cards and um, they, they just can't pay the credit cards back. And so a debt settlement company then will um, set up a savings account, a trust account that the client pays into each month. So they stop paying the credit cards and they start paying this trust account. And then over the course of three to five years, that account builds up and then they begin settling the credit cards. Yeah. So um, debt settlement industry typically is for someone who's drowning in credit card debt and um, bankruptcy isn't a good out for them. Gotcha. So, um, and then not to go too deep into bankruptcy, Bankruptcy, there's really two versions. There's the seven, which you don't have to pay back any money. And then there's the 13. A 13 is typically for someone that has higher assets or higher income. And last I looked in Sacramento County, the failure rate for the 13, uh, chapter 13 was around 80%. So eight out of 10 chapter 13s fail, which means the creditors then can turn around and sue um, the client because the bankruptcy protects them. And yeah. so, um, so the debt settlement industry really, in my opinion, is kind of like, uh, if somebody can file a chapter seven, that's most likely their best option. Yeah, and yeah. if they can't file a seven, then maybe the debt settlement industry would be a good uh, option for them. Now is, uh, back again, back in the day, uh, there was, uh, that, uh, consumer, credit counseling and stuff like that. Is that sort of similar to what you're talking about? It is. So um, CCC consumer credit counseling was set up by the credit card industry. Okay. Uh, so anytime, uh, how do I say this? Uh, you always have to look at their motive, right? Um, and so con consumer credit <laughs> counseling, <laughs> consumer credit counseling is usually a repayment over seven year period okay. on credit cards. In, um, maybe you can speak on this, but my understanding, if, if you see uh, consumer credit counseling on a credit report, sometimes underwriters have an issue with that. They do. It, it's looked at as kind of a 13. Yeah, really. that's kind of what I, my understanding is too. So, um, so the consumer credit counseling um, is usually around a seven-year payback. 
And um, say I have fifty thousand dollars in credit cards. With if if I entered into consumer credit counseling, um, then there wouldn't be interest wouldn't accrue. So uh, basically, it would lock the fifty thousand, and then basically I would pay that back over the next seven years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it would be looked at as a 13, but without the leniency of a 13, this is kind of a weird thing, but you can actually buy a home while you're in a 13, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it's a possibility. You just got to get the uh, trustee to sign off on it. Yep. Does it happen? I think it does, but I have yet to ever have a trustee say yes. Uh, oh, okay. That's good. To yeah. Know, so I've actually had an approval like a solid approval and the approval said like, Hey, just get the trustee to say yes. And we just need them to sign off and nothing, zero. No. So. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So and then uh, piggyback on that, which is interesting about um, when someone files a bankruptcy, all the creditors get included in the bankruptcy. And yeah. so if you have a house or a car and you want to keep the home or the car, um, then you can do a reaffirmation, which basically after the bankruptcy. So the bankruptcy relieves you of your debt obligation. Yeah. Now there's still liens in place, right? So there's yeah. still a lien on the home and the car. So they can repossess it, uh, but they just can't, you just, they can't enforce the debt obligation. And so yes. with uh, bankruptcy, after the bankruptcy, they can reaffirm a loan. But in my experience, and I've looked at thousands of credit reports, they don't start reporting new payments um, with a reaffirmation. Correct. Yeah. And a lot of the times I won't even see some of those uh, debts on their credit report. Mm -hmm. So you may not see a home on the credit report anymore. Yeah, exactly. With the, and I'll give some context on my opinion why is when a debt's included in bankruptcy, it's actually illegal for the creditor to make any updates other than um, date reported. Okay. Um, so they can't report any payment history or anything. So I think that the creditor errs on the side of caution um, yeah. and then they just make it a rule that they don't report um, any new information once the bankruptcy has been filed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So uh, now if, if, can people go to you guys directly as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, anybody can call our office. We're local. Um, all of our appointments are over the phone now due to COVID. Um, we can also, they can go to our website, which is bluewatercredit.com. Um, we've got a, a ton of resources there. There's like four eBooks that we've written that, that someone could download for free. Um, we've got probably a thousand blog articles that we've written. Um, nice. Some of them, yeah, some of them are actually uh, specific to pandemic, the pandemic. Um, we wrote an art article with a thousand ways to save money during the pandemic. <laughs> so there's little okay. links to banks and all kinds of ways. So if anybody's been impacted financially due to the pandemic, there's a ton of free resources there. Dude, that's fantastic. And then um, how did you, do you guys do, uh, I mean, I know you're not doing face. I, I do a ton of Zoom calls now. I don't do a ton of face-to-face -face anymore. Um, I actually can get so many more meetings done in a day uh, doing the Zoom, which is kind of nice. Yep. Um, what are, are you guys doing kind of the same thing, sharing screens, going over credit with them, that whole Yep. So um, the consultation um, for our clients, we're probably averaging 20 to 25 a day, 25 okay. clients a day. So the um, most of the clients uh, we're going to do over the phone, have the phone uh, appointment over the phone. And then we just ask that they have their credit report out so that they can take notes 
And then um, we do email a summary of everything to the client. And then we do, um, we'll sign them up for free credit tips as well. So they'll get some free credit, credit tips. Nice, nice, awesome. So where, uh, where, where they find you, where phone number, uh, email address, that, or you know, website, what is it? Yeah, so bluewatercredit.com is our website. Um, so you can register for a free consultation there. Um, if anyone has any questions, they can email me directly. It's Jeff, J-E-F-F, at bluewatercredit.com. Um, and the office phone number is 916-315-9190. So nice. you just Google Blue Water Credit. <laughs> and then one last one, where did Blue Water come from? Where, 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 does, where is that? Uh, actually, got a book here. <laughs> so it came from this book. I was actually reading this book. It's called The Blue Ocean Strategy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, in, uh, when we were, my wife and I were starting our business in uh, 2008, um, we were on a hike up in Auburn underneath the Forest Hill Bridge and we were talking back and forth and like, you know, we were like, yeah, we, what should we do? And, and, um, cause we, we saw the downturn in the economy to really, to, to, as an opportunity to help people, um, yeah. struggling. And we knew credit repair had such, such a bad reputation that we, if we essentially could open a credit repair company with a good reputation, you know, we'd yeah. set ourselves, uh, separate from the from the competition. And so this book, the blue ocean strategy talks about in business, there's two oceans. Uh, there's a red ocean, which is cutthroat. It's competitive. It's uh, there's blood in the water. And then there's blue ocean, which I think of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, basically where you separate yourself from the competition. And so um, we knew, like I said, if we could have a good reputation in a bad industry, we'd have blue water. And so we like blue water instead of blue ocean. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, what's funny is uh, I'm reading a book called your next five moves. Um, and that is one of the books that they suggest that you read in the book about the book. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he, there's a chapter dedicated to that book right there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's uh, absolutely a great book. I, uh, I work with a state farm agent, um, and uh, I took a picture of that book and sent it to him. And he started reading. He's like, this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 So check out your next five moves. It's, it's I fun. will. Yeah, I wrote it down. We, um, like I said, self-help and self-growth is definitely important. So I literally try to read 15 minutes a day, um, if yeah. not more, it's kind of one of my benchmarks. It's funny. You guys sent me a, let's see here. Hold on. <laughs> Look here, you guys sent me this summary right here. Yeah. I actually read the book already. And okay. now um, you can think about it. You can do this real easy. There's a summary of it. Uh, but so then I bought five books for my team and then we're reading a chapter a week of the full, uh, full Can't Hurt Me book, which is awesome. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I, uh, we, I read that. Um, I haven't read the full book yet. Yeah. I definitely want to read the full book. Uh, David Goggins is amazing. It has an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, huh? Um, and if you get a chance, the audio on that one is great because he comes in and talks in between almost as if it's a podcast. So it, it really goes into depth on what he's thinking during each one of those things you know, during each chapter what he thought about like what was happening to him at the time it's it's pretty interesting so yeah cool 
Awesome. Well, I got, I've taken some notes here from you, Chris, too, <laughs> and I, uh, I look up and respect you. Um, you're definitely a leader in the community, and I Thank admire you. all that you've done and all your hard work and dedication for helping people. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for jumping on here with me today. Um, and uh, I would definitely like to do this again uh, and maybe even introduce you to a couple of like teams of real estate agents um, that I think would be great. And I can put you in front of them so you could do like a kind of a class for them on credit as well um, via yeah. Zoom and just help blow you up as well. Awesome. Yeah, that that's we do that all the time. So if we could tag team a class, I'd love that opportunity and I'll pull you in for some stuff and then we'll give us some good advice and yeah. you know, try to add more value to all the people in the industry. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. You have a great right. day. You too.